0: All my friends, if they look at the back of a bottle, they just say, this is you in bottle form. Yeah. Like it's all, it's very its very quirky, you know, it's fun. It kind of provokes a reaction in the customer. It was always designed um, for the social media millennial loving generation. Mm-hmm. So I don't tend to find that anyone would drink the, drink the drink without taking a photo of it first, which is free marketing. So because it's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so extra, let's mm-hmm. say that word. Yeah. Um, That's another one that Lord Sugar probably wouldn't know Um, because it's so extra and so different. People are like, oh, this is quirky. Take a photo, send it to their friend, tag Milk Plus and then it snowballs.
1: You're listening to series two of the official podcast for the Festival of Enterprise with me, your host, Alex Chisnall. Join thousands of other established entrepreneurs and business people for free at Olympia in London from April the 28th to 29th 2020. Just go to festivalofenterprise.co.uk to get your free ticket. The Festival of Enterprise is the event for any small and medium business looking to grow faster. This event will reward you for taking a day or two from working in your business to working on your business. We'll provide you with access to the most useful, tested methods of developing your businesses. We help you sustain, grow, scale and thrive faster and for longer than where you stand today. And for exhibitors and sponsors, we provide direct access to the UK businesses and individuals that are the most primed for growth. Festival of Enterprise is the home for entrepreneurs. Get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Welcome to episode two from the second series from the Festival of Enterprise podcast. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell. And in today's episode, I chat to Camilla Ainsworth, founder of Vegan Nut Milk Brand Milk Plus, and the youngest ever finalist to appear on BBC TV's The Apprentice series. Camilla was just 22 when she narrowly missed out in the final in 2018. The CEO of Holland & Barrett was suitably impressed to launch Camilla's Milk Plus brand into their stores. Camilla's now on a mission to disrupt the dairy-free alternative nut milk market. She'll be appearing at this year's Festival of Enterprise to tell you how she took her business from a kitchen table to a national audience. She's a huge advocate for women in business and for utilising opportunities as they present themselves. She also manages her own social media channels and is particularly active on Instagram. Take a listen to my chat with Camilla.
0: When I get an idea, I just go with it. i would created the logo, i would created the name, all myself, the Instagram page, the website, all within a week, um, and I just started um i went to the local it always sounds so dodgy the local nut shop spent 46 pounds on nuts and started just rolling with it and um yeah it was just for me at the start i didn't really care what anyone else thought because i thought i want this i need this Mm. go for it and then i I realized the demand um went further than just me
1: yeah And, and where did that determination and, and perseverance come from do you think? Does it come from your parents? Is it in the genes? Is there an entrepreneurial gene in the family as well? Or
0: I don't know, it's so interesting to look at. So my dad's self employed um, and obviously I've gone down that path. My mum's employed, she's got a good job and my sister's employed so it's kind of like heart was split down the middle. But I've always kind of had a bit of a flair for, for business I think. When I was 12 I sold free range eggs to my neighbours and I remember doing all the branding for that, Happy Chickens, lay. Happy Eggs, that, and I just basically used just to... Tesco have
1: nicked that, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, I think they
0: have, you know. I need to, to get the lawyers on it, my imaginary lawyers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've always had a bit of a flair, and I've always been interested in, you know, TV shows. I've always watched The Apprentice, always watched Dragon's Den. Mm. Um, and But it was only in recent years that when I found something that I was genuinely passionate about, that it was the right time to kind of go into it myself.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and before going on The Apprentice then what what was your vision for the business and how quickly mm. do you think you've you literally um, you, could, you could leverage that coverage where would you think it would be without it do you think it um, yeah. undoubted turbo boosts Yeah. but at the end of the day you've still got yeah. to take advantage of that of opportunity course yourself. I so. think
0: You know, a lot of people, they think that you go on a show and it automatically generates this um, success or it generates sales or whatever, but it doesn't. It just gives you a platform and how you utilize it is how your product's gonna um, be received basically. And you know, there was a lot of hard work behind the scenes. I had a a plan in my head. Um, I knew that I needed to get to final five because that was when your your business plan's shown on Mm. the show. It's pointless if you don't get to final five your business is never really heard about and then obviously I got to the final and um, I worked so hard behind the scenes so obviously I was making it in my kitchen and I had three months to create a retail ready product um, to launch off the back of the final because I'd spoken to past um, finalists and found out that that was an amazing way to make instant Ah, capital but I had three months like to find a supplier that would because it wasn't a like a white labelling jobby. It was my exact flavour combinations that needed to be replicated on a larger scale. So I I had all sorts. I went through it all. Like I had um, samples from all over the world. One sample came back and it was um, full fat milk flavoured with almond. And that was apparently almond milk. Like I had it all. So So it's all, yeah, it's how you utilise the opportunity. And a lot of people didn't ride the wave effectively. You just got to be so savvy. Mm. Um, and I think I've got no regrets looking back because I think I grabbed, I said yes to everything, yeah. um, and managed to create the product in three months. Managed to launch it in ninety um, days. Yeah. Wow. Oh God, yeah. it was. I didn't. I didn't go out in that time. I just literally burrowed away. And some people will say I didn't really. I didn't get to enjoy kind of the the fun part of being on TV because mm. I was so busy trying yeah. to make my product. Um, a success and trying to make it ready to be sold um but hey i suppose you sacrifices have to be made
1: yeah exactly and, and, I, and i'm sure the fact that you can you are making this a successful business that other opportunities will come mm. and you'll be in a better position to actually just sit back and enjoy a ride
0: exactly yeah so um, I'm, I'm glad that i did that now looking back
1: and how much do you think um does the brand reflect your personality?
0: Oh a lot, definitely. All my <laughs> that's friends. That's a loaded
1: question, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: oh that's a good question. Um, all my friends, if they look at the back of a bottle, they just say, this is you in bottle form. Yeah. Like it's all it's very, it's very quirky, you know, it's fun, it kind of provokes a reaction in the customer. It was always designed um, for the social media millennial loving generation. Mm. So I don't tend to find that anyone would drink the drink the drink without taking a photo of it first which is free marketing so because it's so um so extra let's Mm. say that word um that's another one that lord sugar probably wouldn't (laughs) know um because it's so extra and so different people are like oh this is quirky take a photo send it to their friend tag milk plus and Mm. then it snowballs so yeah um,
1: and that's powerful like you know we were just chatting about julian Hearn beforehand um off air um from Huel, and he was saying uh, you know, they don't pay any brand ambassadors, but the amount of people who take a photo of, I think when you make an order, you get a t-shirt. Yes. And so the amount of people who've got the t-shirt, yeah. take the photo, post it, tag it. Yeah. Boom. It is the so
0: powerful. And it's, it's doing, it's making it different to standing out from the competition. And that's how you do it with personality. I think, especially mm. these days, marketing is, is massive. And your message is, is what sells the product. I think.
1: Yeah. And does that, um, you, you've clearly stayed quite hands-on oh, throughout yeah, the process. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, all the way through.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's the hardest part, actually, with growing the business. Obviously, that means there's more people involved in business, and that's something I struggle with because I've got the vision, and it, it's a fact. You, you know, you'll never find anyone who's as passionate about your business as you. That's mm. a given. But that's been a hard pill to swallow, <laughs> you know. I am... Um, all there's no there's no seven day there's no like structure in my week it gets to Friday and if anything I'm more excited because I get two days extra than everyone else but obviously people that work for you don't see it in that no, way no
1: no no um,
0: no, no. I, yeah I'm very hands on I still run the social media page for Milk Plus myself do yeah. my yeah okay. do my personal page myself all of that do yeah. all the um, the content all the marketing all the ads all of that
1: yeah um, no, it's interesting because I, t- I totally buy into that mindset and I'm the same. And I, I try to instill it in my in my two daughters. Mm-hmm. Even They're probably looking at me thinking, oh, shut up, Dad. <laughs> because I'm going, um, just think of your competitors like they're, they're dancers. Mm. You know? I'm just thinking, do you think they're practicing at home in the evening? Do you think they're practicing yeah. for the weekend? Or are they just sitting in front of the telly or yeah. scrolling on the phone? Because if you're prepared to do um, what your com- competition isn't prepared to do, exactly. then... That always beats skill. Yeah. If someone's got bigger skills than you, you'll always beat them.
0: Exactly, yeah. And it's so true. And I know that there's this culture at the minute because um listening to you know we were talking about stephen bartlett's podcast he gets in trouble for kind of promoting this (laughs) hustle culture Mm -hmm. but it's so important like i know it's it's you need to look after your health as well but when you start a business you have to be prepared to put in all the hours because like you touched on it you in order to succeed you must be willing to do what the other 99% won't do, mm. and that's how you see results. And there's no other, there's no frills. You just really got got to graft. And I've got friends that have started businesses, and they're like, oh, and it gets to Friday, they shut the laptop down, yeah. and, and they're wondering why they are, they haven't made any progress. Mm. And you know, you've got to just zip your mouth sometimes because yeah, yeah, exactly. You, no one wants to be no, of course no. not. No. Um, but I think that maybe comes down to not loving what you do. Like, I absolutely love what I do, so it doesn't feel like work. I enjoy it. It's my it's my escapism.
1: 100%. And I, I try and, again, say that to my kids as well. Like, when they're going, oh, Daddy's got to do work. And I was like, funny thing is, this doesn't work to me. No. It's my passion, and I love it. And I said, I would be doing this even if I wasn't getting money from it like, yeah. at the end of the day and, you know and yeah. if you think of that for the rest of your life then it's that old adage isn't it you'll never work a day
0: exactly in your life yeah. yeah I love a good yeah. cliched quote you know <laughs> that's one of my faves yeah. but yeah no so it, it is so true and um I can't like, ev- like people always ask me you know are you scared of milk plus failing and I always say no because mm. even if milk plus fails like hopefully it doesn't um because I, I do feel yeah let's touch this glass and pretend it's wood <laughs> and um I'm not scared because I know that I would probably try some I'd try something else because that's just that's just me now. Um, I, I would try and try again because yeah. at least you've tried. Some people never try, so you're already. You're already Absolutely. ahead in that sense, I think.
1: It was interesting, like when I interviewed Piers Lenny last year, again, we were talking about off-air, and you know, one of the things he'd said, which I hadn't heard him say before, was that he goes, I've, I've put companies into administration, I've sacked myself twice, <laughs> so you're clearly prepared again just to dust yourself off, stand up, and go again. And he's now launching you know, a new business mm. now, and you just think it's, it's just that same attitude yeah. that you're uber confident that no matter what you turn your hand to, it's going to be a success.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's it's a mindset thing, isn't it? But mm. people always say to me, like, oh, you've really, like, put yourself out there. Like, is, what what happens if it fails? And, like, if it fails, it fails, you know? You just got to, like you say, dust yourself up, we reset, we go again. Yeah. Um, and I've got loads of ideas. Like, it drives me mad, like, that I can't, can't do them all at once, but I'm a strong believer that you have to focus on one thing, do that well, and until you've aggressively developed and succeeded, at that, you can't spread yourself too thin, you can't lose focus. Yeah,
1: um, have you read that book by the way? The One Thing, Gary Keller. Have
0: I read that? No, I don't bright, think so. bright
1: yellow book with black writing, yeah. I was gonna say, reading loads, um, def- definitely put that one on the list. I and will. you know, it's one of the things I think, um, lessons I could pass on to everybody is, is literally failing in that respect of you know starting one thing and then getting off all these other opportunities because mm. your network continues to grow the more successful you are the more opportunities people come to you with because clearly they're seeing an opportunity for them at the same yeah, time yeah
0: exactly so
1: I think you know you know stay true to that one thing until you get that right and then yeah, you can definitely. Look at other avenues, but until yeah. that point, it just doesn't make any sense no. to do so. No, like,
0: it doesn't stop me from buying the domain names. I won't lie, I've got like a whole yeah, scroll um, longer, a yeah, cool, of ideas, yeah, of ideas, but that I can come back to. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's um, a book I read was uh, from good to great. And that said, basically, you know, be a hedgehog, not a fox. The fox is good at... It tries to do loads of things but has no focus. The hedgehog focuses on protecting itself and is really good on that. So Mm. I definitely did used to be more of a fox. I was like, I'll do that, I'll do that. Like, loads of different things, and it got me nowhere. Mm. If anything, it just made me very scatterbrained. You drop the ball on one thing, so... You can't do anything well. Exactly. Yeah, you You just do a mediocre job. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. no one likes mediocre, do they? Let's be honest.
1: I think it was um, Rob Moore podcast that I was listening to, the disruptive entrepreneur, and he was saying he was
0: supposed to be at the podcast launch party. Oh, was he? Yeah, but I don't think he could make it. But um, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. He
1: has a run up to his place actually Um, because he's got a number one business podcast as well. Spent a couple of days up at his place there. Yeah, and one of the things he said was that you know. It doesn't have to be a no when you get these mm. opportunities. Just park it and review it in yeah. three months. So you just have a file where you can literally just dump things and then just review them. And it can be it can be a yes, it can be a no, or it can be a, a maybe. Mm. And you just continually review things every quarter and it might be the right time further down the line.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. exciting to have those things parked up, I think.
1: And do you think that's the one of the challenges, one of the biggest challenges you've got is... The growth of this and that how fast you can grow. Yeah. You know, it's that classic example that people have when um of growing too fast. Mm. Because you clearly, like you yeah. said, you, you had an opportunity potentially, I suppose, when you when you launched this on, on national TV, there was what, eight, nine million potential yeah. customers and yeah. you clearly looked at it like that. Exactly. Um and then you correct me if I'm wrong, you, you launched one flavour mm-hmm. and then April 2019, you launch number two, yeah, and then you're going to be launching yes. number three, yes, correct. Um, and and um, yeah, so where, where do you stand with that growth, and how have mm. you kind of mapped that out?
0: Yeah, so I from the start had a product roadmap, and okay. I think that's really important to basically set your goals. Um, so I always said launch the first product off the back of the of the Apprentice, I launched it into Holland and Barrett the day after the final, because I knew regardless of the outcome, this business had to go ahead without Lord Sugar um, if he didn't choose me which he didn't Um, and then so obviously launched into Holland and Barrett then had the strawberry cheesecake cashew that was in the pipelines it had to be at the same time as the, because everything takes so long. Mm. And then had the third flavor. I always wanted three <gasps> products by the end of Q4. And I've managed, I'm on track for that, which is really nice. good. Yeah. But the growth, touching back on that was just, I've, to be fair, I learned from, the experiences of a few people um, in my area. So there's a, a well-known health food brand in Manchester that just was growing exponentially. It was absolutely flying, mm. um, but they were opening things left, right and centre and eventually they just ran before they could walk. So I learned from that because yeah. I was one of the first members of staff that they ever hired there. So I was very uh, involved okay. yep. and it was just crazy to see the rise of something and then how quickly they fell mm. um, so I learned from that big time even though I wasn't directly involved and I knew I couldn't I didn't I didn't want to walk uh, run before I could walk basically so um, I tried to keep it you know three flavors um, within within the year I think that's quite manageable trying to yeah. get it into as many stores as possible um, but I am mindful of, of not getting ahead of myself in that way without mm. without not being um, like driven or like optimistic or anything like that.
1: And how much do you think, then, from those, like, potential 8 million, is there any way you can kind of think, oh, I think I've got maybe, I don't know, 0.1% of that, or i got 1% mm, of that audience? It's hard. It's so
0: hard. Because you were doing, hard. what,
1: 300 before, you say? Yeah, so yeah, 300,
0: okay. and that's the that was the maximum I could produce. Like, at home, I had this little, like, blender, like, a nut milk machine. Um, I don't even... Thank you. I don't... Um, I wouldn't be able to quantify, but what I made sure was that the product was the right price point so that those people could impulse buy. So it wasn't like it was going to break their bank account. Yeah. It was like they could try it, yeah. um, which is a, a big, a big market that people sometimes overlook—the just try it market. They mm. don't even have to be, you know, vegan, dairy-free, anything like that. They've just seen it somewhere and want to try it. But mm. um, I know off the back of the show, within like the first. of it finishing the first hour we had 4,000 orders of four so it was Uh, like absolutely crazy and that was within like the first hour of it going out and then it just like blew up from that yeah. and it was wow. men. It was mental because at the time I hadn't got any I didn't know what was going to happen I'd been aggressively developing this retail ready product so that it was ready to sell I'd not had the time to think about when people actually did buy it mm-hmm. so I had for the first week I had all my family doing boxes <laughs> I was literally like right you need to do boxes because I had these <laughs> printed up um, boxes with milkplus.com because obviously that's free marketing in the post mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, we had to send out thousands and thousands. And then, obviously, you learn as you go in. I've got a more uh, stringent logistic um, logistical um, system now. But mm. it was so funny. Literally, you, it was just a conveyor belt system of, uh, like, all the Ainsworths um, getting the hands dirty, <laughs> which was good. None of them got paid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Still. Stingy, yeah.
0: And um, tell <laughs> me... What interested
1: to know what's your experience been um, of the world of social media? Because again, the conversation I was having with, with Piers Laney was saying, you know, you go on something like Love Island, you come out with a million followers mm. off the back of it. Um, and whilst you're in that environment, um, not similar to the Apprentice, I believe, you're not on social for like mm. eight weeks, is that yeah, right? And that's then you true. come out and you're like boom
0: yeah so it's different it's slightly different in the apprentice in that it was all filmed um, l- like so say we, we say we're talking about this year it was all filmed the year before so you go in you hand your phone in um but then it's like four months till it's actually on tv so i had my phone when it was on tv um so Uh yeah it works that way so i watched the followers creep up which was almost even more scary because you're just like oh my goodness everyone's watching me (laughs) yeah who are these weirdos and (laughs) god you know there are some really very strange people um but some amazing people as well. And, uh, yeah, I just tried to obviously utilize social media as much as I could, because it's the most, I can say without doubt that Instagram for me is the most powerful platform. Mm. When I'm launching a new product, it's essential that I plan a campaign. You know, it has to, I have to do a build-up, a countdown of the new, of the launch and getting people watching those stories and putting the countdown on, putting it in the calendar when the product's launching. It's word of mouth that spreads. It literally is. I don't, I, I do think that without Instagram milk plus wouldn't be where it is today like, really? yeah which is a bold statement and it is quite worrying because mm. imagine if it goes down or whatever I have got things in place now that it would be would be fine yeah. Um but it's been it's been an amazing platform, social media, um, and it's what's quite good is that the people that follow me on on Instagram are all potential customers. They're either instra- interested in me as a brand, mm-hmm. interested in Milk Plus, interested in business. You know, it's yeah. it's a select um, group. Whereas Love Island, I feel like there's they follow them to kind of see just general things. Whereas it's more specific for me, which, which is yeah. is a little bit better.
1: Don't forget to get your free ticket to this April's Festival of Enterprise at Olympia in London by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk. Whether you're an established entrepreneur or a business looking to exhibit or sponsor our next event, get in touch at the Home for Entrepreneurs by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk.